Aaron Gray, and joining me today via Zoom again is Zach Gale. Zach, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Just running around today, but that's okay. Um, yeah. We've got a good episode planned for you guys. Um, yeah, so hopefully uh, it won't be as funny, I think, as episode eight. We don't have uh, the crazy <laughs> stories like, uh, you know, uh, 800 tons of manure in Rollins, but um, we'll make it as entertaining as possibly can. Yes. We're going to, we're going to cover some uh, local news first. Um, And this is going to be brought to you by Pure Energy Fitness. They're right there on Riverside. Um, They can offer you any sort of fitness uh, goals that you may need, uh, personal training, group classes, membership. It's a 24 hour gym. Um, Get in touch with Karen or Nolan Moxie um, and they can help you out with that, especially as we get into winter. So Zach, I'll let you take off here. I think we're going to talk about a kind of a big topic. Yep. Yeah, we, uh, so let's see, this past uh, Monday, uh, it was, yeah, it was Monday, uh, was the uh, mayor debate. Um, was it Monday? Anyway, sometime between now and, uh, I don't know, a couple of days ago, there was a, a debate uh, between the two mayor candidates, um, Rich Bridger and incumbent uh, Roger Miller. Um, that's up on YouTube. Uh, if you search, uh, the Sheridan press mayor debate on YouTube, you'll find it'll be right there. Um, it was, uh, it was an interesting debate. Uh, they seem to agree, you know, mostly, in, uh, on a lot of the issues, um, you know, how to diversify Wyoming's economy, you know, how do we keep the budget, you know, even and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, not a huge discrepancy in those kind of areas where we did see discrepancy. Um, and I think this isn't a surprise to anybody is, uh, in terms of the city administrator position. Um, you know, the first time it's mentioned, uh, it seems that mayor Miller is kind of alluding to that position. Um, and, uh, Rich Bridger kind of, uh, brings it up. He's like, look, here we go again. You know, it's like, this isn't, this isn't new. This is pretty typical. I thought we had put this to rest a year ago. Here we go again with this. Um, it came up again a little later. The question was, how do you see that, you know, relationship between mayor and uh, administrator working and then mayor and council? Um, and, uh, you know, Roger Miller had a good answer, I think. Um, he's been, he's worked with four administrators so far. There were two interim, and then there's been two permanent ones. He's got some experience in that field. You know, he knows how to work with it, um, how to work with that position. Um, and then his relationship with council, you know, he's, he mentioned just collaboration. Um, uh, we, we asked the same question to uh, Rich Bridger when we interviewed him a month ago. Um, and he said he's got a good relationship. He sees it as a partnership. You know, it's teamwork. Um, he uh, mentioned, you know, he from day one, he's going to set up a schedule with the administrator on how to kind of go forward, what's going to be beneficial for both of them. Um, you know, there were some issues that Mayor Miller brought up with the um, uh, the administrator uh, in terms of like overseeing budget and stuff like that. Um, he wanted a little bit more hands-on and uh, Rich Bridger kind of agreed with that. He said he'd like to be kind of in those meetings at the very least, um, overseeing the, those talks. Um, so again, that's no surprise to anybody. Um, that's, you know, that's at the forefront of the issues. That's basically what's gonna decide this election, I think. Um, they were asked about 
the North Main project, you know, that's something that's on everybody's mind and shared and what are we doing to build up North Main, get businesses to come here. Um, and right. both candidates uh, talked about help from the state, you know, some state money that's been invested in that kind of project, um, that ongoing um, thing. A big thing they were talking about was setting up and getting um, neighborhoods and subdivisions going in that area too. get, you know, people moving out there. Um, uh, Rich Bridger had a great answer. You know, he said he was very optimistic and can see a, a subdivision going in and then a grocery store following that and then just kind of building up um, around that. There was some confusion. You might be able to clarify this for me around the business park. Um, that they've been planning up there. Uh, it sounded like land had been, was there, and now it's not there, or I don't know if you've heard about that or know anything about that. You know, my experience actually has been, um, I've been looking at the properties and just kind of like a business capacity about, um, you know, myself, like office buildings or, or uh, you know, uh, personal training, you know, like a gym. Um, so that business park, it kind of always changes. Um, so first there was there was a big, um, the ranch ranch uh, owned by a, a, a local family. So they've, they've, they've agreed, you know, they're selling it and it, it, they've agreed like, hey, we can, and it's been in a partnership with the city about, you know, how we're gonna divvy that up. And Rich Bridger kind of talked about, you know, there's gonna have to be a school out there maybe if, if the subdivision grows and there's, and there's families living out here. Um, and then obviously like, well, there probably needs to be like a grocery store, you know? Um, so it, it, it was a big property. And then the business park was kind of, I don't know if that was part of the ranch ranch, but that was a separate thing. Um, and then there's the college is also involved in regards to, they've got um, uh, either it was donated or they they've already purchased it. So there's, there's some lots and land that is to Sheridan college um, that would be used for like their agriculture and rodeo. Um, and then there is the business park, which, um, you know, uh, there's just stipulations in regards to what can be, you, you know, I couldn't just go there, right. And, and, and buy a building, um, the, the business is already there. They would like it to be some sort of tech or manufacturing, right. Kenan's out there, Weatherby's out there and uh, emits close by. So, you know, that's kind of the, what they want to see in that business park. Um, that's kind of all I know about it. It's, um, it's very fascinating um, because it's a lot set aside for businesses. Um, there is, what's great about it, I will say like if I was a tech company or some sort of manufacturing company looking to move here, um, you know, there's already fiber internet kind of set up you know utilities are already set up out there um you're obviously right off the interstate so there's roads you know there's there's nothing you would have to do as the business right to set that up it's already in the city um so it's very um very enticing if i'm a business right because um i'd have a great new spot i am next to other businesses um i'm right off the interstate and uh you've got all the utilities um right yeah um, yeah, so that, that kind of sums it up. There's just, you know, there's how do, do we get that going and how do we keep it, keep it growing? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You know, um, and, that, and well, that's a great question. And we talked to that with Rich Bridger about, you know, there it's, it's kind of a fine line of, 
not too fast, you know, but we also need to get people here. Um, and I think you and I have talked about, I think what's, what's fascinating is going to be the housing, right? Um, not to say, not to say the business park is bad, um, but the, the business lots almost double how much land has been, um, set aside for residential, um, that'd be my concern. And I wonder if that's what they were talking about. Cause it's, yeah, that's wonderful and great. You've got all this set aside for businesses. The problem is, is housing. Um, and there, there's quite not, and don't get me wrong that there's, there's, it'd be a nice subdivision out there. It'd be, yeah. it'd, it'd be probably 50, 60 houses. Um, you know, um, and then I, you know, it's kind of like the hidden bridge ranch. You've got that end of town. What's the city going to do? in regards to housing values, you know, the, that, um, uh, what's that area called? Um, I don't, is that downer edition? That's kind of downer edition. Oh, kind of yeah. you, you know, um, so that'd be my question, right? Cause you're going to have people moving into town. If, 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 if we're doing the chicken and the egg thing, um, housing. So, you know, and, and, you know, the, I mean, there's potential now for those values to go up and people may re renovate and build different homes down there, which would be awesome. And um, so huh, interesting. Yeah. So but they I would imagine they both kind of agree on the same way you'd go about that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. So, you know, those are those are the big takeaways that I saw that were kind of where they maybe talked more kind of disagreed a little bit with each other. But um yeah, I, I mean, we encourage everybody to go watch that. Um, it's about a, an hour long debate. It was pretty good. Um, and uh, it'll help you kind of just make your decisions. So, yeah, and I'll, I'll plug this too. I think I think you're right. The mayor debate was Monday. I think yesterday was the city council. Um, and so if, if you guys haven't, we've already we've interviewed Rich Bridger. We've interviewed Spencer Kazara. We've interviewed Tom Kelly. Um, I know Spencer and Tom want to do it again after these debates. Um, mm -hmm. I, I would imagine Rich would probably love to. We've reached out to uh, Mayor Miller. We'd love to get him on too, but um, listen to those because I think that's those are kind of some better, you get a general idea of who they are. Um, but um, yeah, anything else on that, Zach? Nope, nope. Um, I didn't get a, you know, I watched the presidential debate last night, um, so I yeah. didn't see the... Uh, uh, the Canada, the, the city council debates, um, and I, it wasn't posted yet. So, uh, I'll watch that as soon as I can. <laughs> How's your brain feel after watching the presidential debate? <laughs> it, it's better now that some time has passed and I'm able to kind of comprehend what happened. But last night it was, it was too much. Yeah. And this isn't, this isn't a knock on either candidate. It's just, uh, I didn't want to watch. I don't want to watch. I don't care what either one said because this is the time we're, we're in and I just want November to be over with. Uh, right. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, anyways, um, cool. Let's move into our education segment. This is brought to you by Alpha Graphics um, in Sheridan. They can do any marketing needs you need, business needs. Um, and let's just jump right into this, Zach. We've got some cool, some kind of cool stuff to talk, uh, not cool, interesting, we should say, yeah. not cool. Um, first and foremost, I'll speak on this one because, um, 
you know, take quote unquote, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a school district employee. So I got the announcement before it was made public, um, in regards to, um, and actually this was the state. So, and, and some people got this misconstrued that Sheridan County was making their updates. It actually was the state made an update to the school districts. And that is, um, the biggest change really is elementary school kids now have to wear masks all the time. Um, before they were not, if they, if they were in their class, they could take their masks off. Um, and then they were wearing them like when they were in the halls and in recess. Um, this isn't a surprise to me because the high school and junior high, they have been wearing masks all the time. Um, so that was the biggest change. And then the other change was, and, and here's the reasoning why for people out there is more and more evidence um, with, you know, uh, anyway, let's just keep, yeah, it, more and more evidence proves the masks will help. If you're wearing a mask, it's going to help. Okay. So the state, the governor, and I applaud him for this is, hey, well, okay, if masks work, right, if I'm going to get in this loop here of argument, if the masks work, then let's just have them wear masks all the time. Then that way, if a kid does get sick, they're set home, right? They, they, right now everyone's, you know, if, uh, if a kid is sick, they're staying home, obviously. Um, how it was before though, especially at the elementary school level, right? Cause they weren't wearing masks is then they're quarantining either the whole, like, you know, at some point it was, it could have been the whole class, right? That makes no sense. Um, especially if we can wear a mask, right? If we're saying, hey, a mask works, then wear a mask. And then that way we don't have to quarantine all our kids going home, doing virtual learning. Um, so anyways, you, you know, think what you will about this whole thing, but I, I think it's actually the best thing to do because we are, if, you know, we're, we're challenging those people of, hey, if masks work, everyone wears a mask then and then that way we're not sending people home and, and we're making it harder on teachers um and actually today uh, the governor just released either last night or today he's going to lift restaurant restrictions kind of the same deal you know and it's going to happen tomorrow same thing you know if masks are working then you know and zach you and i have been kind of been saying this if masks work then you know, we can be, you know, we can be in close proximity to each other and we can, uh, um, um, contact trace. So, um, anyways, we're, we wanted to talk about this cause I, I knew right away there were people over the weekend when that got released last week, last week, you know, parents are upset cause now they've got elementary school kids that have to wear a mask. Um, you know, like I said, this whole thing's a mess, but you got to understand the reasoning, right? We, we're we're getting in this loop of logic, right? If the masks work, wear the mask because then your kid can stay in school even if he or she doesn't get sick. Right, right. And that brings us to our next story where the Wyoming Education Association opposed this loosening of quarantine rules, which come into effect, I think, tomorrow with the restaurants is that yep. students, uh, since every student's now wearing a mask, individually or as a group, they don't have to quarantine. The one sick student is, you know, quarantined and the rest can continue going to school. So that's what it's all about now. So students aren't missing out. They're not, you know, suffering from a poor quality education by going online. Um, you're able to keep students in the classroom, keep parents from pulling them out of work to make sure their kids are, you know, 
okay or checking into their class, which is they, what they have to do if their student is online. So it, it, it yeah, it's going to simplify it. It's going to, and then it's going to keep us healthy too. If the masks are being are proving that it's keeping people safe, then it's it's good. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's kind of just the the argument from the Wyoming Education Association. Um, they just don't, you know, their concern is how do you monitor this then you know how do you make sure students are wearing their mask then how do you know you know are they not wearing their mask when they came into contact with the sick person you know it's so i and i can i can understand that too teachers already have their hands full um and now you're adding another thing to to monitor so it's i can understand that <laughs> well i'm glad that they're saying hey more you know, more rules, more overreach makes it a problem. Right. Which, uh, yeah. Um, but, um, it's, it's, it, you know, um, elementary is hard. You know, that's, that's, that's probably the hardest one. And I get it. Um, I can say at the high school and junior high, it's, it's easy because they've distanced the kids at their desks. So it's like the old rule was if that kid was tested positive, the the halo right because those are the ones in close contact in each class um you know would have been sent to quarantine or whatever now but see now we're all wearing masks so we don't have to do that unless they have symptoms and i think that's the big thing people are forgetting is mm -hmm. if they're asymptomatic which that has been proven you're not very contagious either and then you're wearing a mask you know again we're getting in this cycle here where it's like if you want me to follow the science i will follow the science and i will tell you why we're doing these things um even though, anyway, so I think it's all good. You know, I'm, I'm with the education association. Yes. How do you police this? Yeah. I think that was the freaking question before we went to school, you know, with this whole, you know, um, so not sure where they were, were on the start of school, but anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, it, this, it, I, Zach, you have a note in here. We're, we are still one of the best states you know, in regards to death ratio cases, you know, we've got a low population, but um, the youth aren't getting it. We're not seeing it. We're not seeing like a widespread, you know, um, kids getting homesick. Um, yeah. People just hang in there, give it another two weeks. Like we're already, I think we've hit our max peaks this last week. Give it another week or two, and I guarantee you it's going to flatten out. Um, and then, then we'll see what about winter time. But, you know, it's like, right. duh. But, um, yeah. Anyways, um, this is cool. So, the, oh, Laramie. Uh, um, you want to talk about this, Zach? You're reading into this a little bit more. We'll, we'll jump in on it. But, um, yeah. Um, uh, so this I think happened late last week. Um, yeah. Laramie from what I've seen is trying to do like nightly or weekly protests, um, for Black Lives Matter. Um, and the group isn't specifically Black Lives Matter. I forget the exact name of the, uh, the group, but they, they claim they're a human rights group. Um, and they were protesting. Um, and of course, the cameras come out when somebody's getting arrested. Um, and we'll just walk through step by step what happened, and then you guys can make your own opinions. Um, oh. 
So there are protesters um, peacefully protesting, although they are moving out into the street. Um, I did not. So they were told several times, stay out of the street. You know, this is where, you know, you guys have the right to protest, but stay out of the streets. It's, it's not just for the drivers, but it's for your own safety too. Like, I think that makes sense. <laughs> stay out of the streets. <laughs> yep. Um, so a couple protesters happened to be, you know, either not listening to the officers or intentionally going out in the street to cause commotion. And one of them was arrested. Um, now, of course, that one that that one protester that got arrested was was black. Um, and the the group claims, you know, why wasn't everybody who was out in the street then arrested? You know, there were several people that were told get back, stay back, and only one of them got arrested. Um, anyway, as soon as that officer, if you watch the video, as soon as that offer, officer arrests and detains that protester, it just instantly goes from zero to a hundred. You know, chants yep. and screams are being directed at the officer. There's more than one. Um, you know, racist pig is being thrown. I think some just a bunch of stuff. So tensions are have been escalated. Um, I think the officer did the best she could. She you know takes the protester, puts him in the back of a patrol car, um, and then gets in. What you see in the video is she does start to drive forward and hits a protester. Um, and then stops almost immediately. And then as soon as the protesters out of the way, she takes off. Um, you also see in that video, there's an officer escorting that protester out of the street. So the officer and the protester were both bumped by the patrol car. Um, so I don't think you can make the claim that she's trying to use lethal force or run over a protester. Um, right. I think, you know, who knows what's going on inside the car. The um, I think it's the Laramie Police Department said, you know, she was distracted with the protester in back. She probably shifted gears and then accidentally, you know, drove forward. Um, so that's that's what it looks like happened. Uh, and that yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, and let me go back to right where you first started that some of the protesters are arguing. Why didn't they arrest all of us? And I'm like, okay, so you want a police state? You want all, you, you, you know, you want the full force of the Laramie PD down there arresting all of you? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. You know? Um, yeah. That's just asinine. Like, what? Like, that's what you want? You want, like, you want a full-on riot? Is that, like, that's dumb. Right. And then, yeah. um. Yeah, watching the video, and again, like you said, it obviously starts after they arrest them, so we don't see anything before. Um, and but yeah, you see the cop and the protester are in the way, so she hits yeah. both. And um, you know, I've done it as well, where I'm distracted and I shift gears and I accidentally am in the wrong gear. Yeah, you watch that video and you're like, oh, that's exactly what she did, because then you see her stop and then yeah. they get out of the way and then she gets going. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, I'm getting sick of this whole thing of, the, the, you know, we'll see what happens. I think Laramie handled it pretty well. The chief's on top of it. But what, what, why do we think police officers are perfect? Like what, yeah. what, and I just, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. And then like this, like you said, it went from zero to a hundred right away. Right. And I mean, 
the officers have every right to tell those protesters, hey, stay out of the street. Okay, we're asking you to stay out of the street. It's for your safety and our safety and anyone else's safety. They're not complying. So yeah. what, this is, this is remarkable. I can't believe this is happening in Laramie. Um, wow. It's, I just, when I was reading it, I was like, I can't believe this right now. But um, anyways, um, yeah. I think do you have anything else on that, Zach? Yeah, the headline's definitely misleading too. I think it report, or the initial one that I saw um, was, you know, Laramie police officer runs over protester. It's like, yeah. no, they, they yeah. love tapped him, <laughs> if anything. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Both the, the officer and the protester away. are fine. Yeah, they're yeah. okay. There's no injury. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, and then now Albany County, this is in that same area. And I, I believe these are connected the human rights group protesting um, is uh, there was a shooting a couple weeks ago of a mentally ill man. Um, mm -hmm. And then the sheriff of Albany County, he's, he's retiring. Um, and so again, this kind of led to these protests here in Laramie. Um, the state statute is 15 days that, that um, whoever the majority is down there, which was, which is the democratic party, um, they have 15 days to elect a nominee to replace the sheriff. Um, you know, I kind of agree. I mean, that's a pretty dang short time to try and figure out who you want to nominate to to overtake a position like a sheriff position. Um, right. And we've talked about here in Sheridan. I mean, shoot, the city administrator, he's had, you know, uh, over four months to try and find a, a chief, you know. So, yeah. um, so that is a little bit of what kind of started the protest, right? Because the, they're trying to protest that state statute. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see why they can't just, I don't know, do one together or put an interim in. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, and I uh, I saw just briefly mentioned in the article, you know, that's part, there's something going on here with the sheriff. Um, but yeah, 15 days does seem like a short time to pick um so anyway yeah you know i like i said i kind of side with them like yeah 15 days is short however we just said like we just came up with some solutions how about right you put an interim in you can still try and find your guy yeah. um yeah i feel like sometimes we just don't have discussions i just we're not um so anyways right yep um well, that's about it in uh, education news. Let's jump into agriculture and energy. We've got some cool, um, some interesting like ag and land type stuff, Zach. This is yeah. brought to you by Land Resources USA. I did some digging on this Shoshone trail system. Uh -huh. um, so in Park County, there's the Shoshone National Forest. And what's going on is the National Forest, they're coming back to discussing how much of the trail systems there can be motorized um, or, or get absorbed into the National Forest. Um, they've had these discussions since 2015. So for five years, they've been this ongoing back and forth, back and forth. The Park County Commissioners are kind of upset, and, and I see why, that First, this is an ongoing thing that keeps coming up every every five years. Yeah. Um, 
Park County heavily relies on tourism. So that'd be like snowmobiling, um, summertime using the trails, four wheeling, camping. Um, the, the, the National Forest wants to, to absorb um, a couple hundred miles of trails again this year. And so this is the debate, you know, is in, in, and I think Park County's right. They've, they've had people come out and say, one, we shouldn't even be talking about this. This should be tabled and we, you know, move on to other stuff. And then Park County commissioners are just upset that this continues to come up. The, the national forest there continues to try and, you know, demotorize these trails. Um, and, and, um, you know, the county commissioners are upset because it's, it is a federal agency, right? They, they keep taking more control. Um, and actually one of the commissioners says, we're going to stand our ground on this one that we like having the control. The county has the control. We, we, we maintain the trails very well. We rely on, on tourism. Um, so I applaud them for that. Cause I, yes, I think they should, uh, stand their ground, give no ground here to the national forest. Yeah. Um, and actually, I am kind of upset that the feds, like, what are you trying to do here? Like, you know, what, I think we can probably talk about different things right now than trying to take over trails. Um, so interesting thing going on there in Park County. Yeah. You've got, uh, this was kind of cool, the taxpayers for common sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see here. Uh, I was just trying to uh, open it up here. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, let's see here. So um, is this in relation to, or is this something different from that BLM sale that we talked about? Uh, what's going on here? So yeah, so, well, these guys are coming at like, in general, just federal leases in general. Um, you know, I know where they're coming from in regards to what their goal is, right? They want, they, they want more revenue generated from the leases is what is, is their quote unquote claim. Um, What's upsetting is that they don't talk about, okay, how about, how about the feds sell it to the state? You know, if, if that's your gripe, right? Yeah. Then give it to the state or let's find a way for, and this gets into muddy waters, but a private company, you know, a private owner could buy it. Mm -hmm. If that's your gripe, right? If, if you're saying, you know, these oil companies are, um, not not giving the full royalties right to the federal government okay then give it to the state because then the state can decide what to do right that'd be local control yeah. um and or if if that federal minerals if there's people around that could you know uh, say there's a say there's a fee owner on the surface and they could buy those fee min the federal minerals why not do that? Cause then it's a local guy that, you know, um, anyways, um, yeah. so that's, that's what kind of irritates me is like, they're just trying to gripe. Um, and, uh, the petroleum association of Wyoming, 
you know, they, they made some comments and they're like, look, anyone can register to these BLM sales. You can register a company and you can get on and you can, you can lease these minerals. Okay. It's an open market. Yeah. Um, so this idea of like them, you know, scheming the system, that's incorrect. Um, yeah. And then also, you know, these people don't understand Wyoming is very difficult to drill. And the reason is um, one, like winter time, you don't see a lot of new rigs getting up to drill in the winter time. Yeah. Second infrastructure. We just don't have the pipelines. We don't have the roads to get it to market. So this idea of all oh, these leases are going for cheap. Well, it's like, well, again, these businesses are the ones bidding. You know, if, if, if you want to throw the money at it, go for it. You know, it's an open market. Um, and then I don't know how they estimated this. You know, to me, this is low numbers um, in the grand scheme of the United States, how much they make off federal oil and gas leases. Um, but they're griping over $2 million or sorry, $2 billion. Um, yeah, 2 billion over a 10 year stretch. Yeah. Um, you know, I know I, I would love a billion dollars, but you know, in, in the grand scheme of thing, that's, you know, that's pennies, you know, I, so it's kind of like, what are you guys griping over? You know, I don't, yeah. um, and then, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, it seems too there, there's complaints about just the overall value of the land as well. Um, they compare numbers between Wyoming, New Mexico, and North Dakota. Um, the average bid for a, an acre was $160 in Wyoming, almost 4000 in New Mexico, and then about 1500 in North Dakota. Um, and so it seems like there's also some complaints just with the minimum bid price I guess is $2 an acre. Um, and it's been that way for about three decades. Um, but again, I don't know where that, what all that plays into, or I mean, I think it's like you said, it's, there's, there's barriers in the way that make it a little bit difficult to, uh, to drill and, and do all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, we can get into it. Like, so North Dakota, for example, uh, their drilling units, they've got different set of rules in the state about who, uh, how an operator can control an area that's different than Wyoming. So you have to look at it as if, if there's an operator in North Dakota that has some fee minerals in this area, you know, that's more valuable compared to if they had some in Wyoming because of who, sure. who can actually drill it and make the money. Um, and I would imagine that's the same in New Mexico. Um, and then again, it's infrastructure. North Dakota, which may surprise some people, North Dakota has better infrastructure pipeline-wise yeah. than Wyoming does. And then New Mexico, they're right next door to the Permian. Um, they've got a bunch of pipelines too. So, you know, yeah, uh, that comparison doesn't make any sense. Um, again, if they're complaining about the value, go on there and bid yourself. Yeah. You know, sorry that a company lucks out and gets a $10 an acre lease. Yeah. Okay. Like go bid then like what? Yeah. 
right <laughs> it's an auction like yeah um i've watched it happen it's an anonymous auction you can sit there and click just like ebay so um yeah yeah i i don't know that we've talked about this before zach there's just people that complain and sometimes it's like how about you come up with a solution though like you're yeah. just complaining and not giving me a solution Right, or they um, complain about a process they don't really know anything about. So. Yep, exactly. And um, and 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 to counter these guys' point, uh, the BLM did have a September sale. They did some small tracks. Um, we're still not going to see the big one, I think, until after November. <laughs> but um, it was eight leases, um, roughly about forty-four hundred acres. Um, went for one point three million. To counter these guys' point, that's about $300 an acre. So again, it's like, I'm not sure where you, you're getting your, your facts or you're trying, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to use facts in the wrong way. Um, so anyways, that's good news for Wyoming. Yeah. That's, you know, um, million dollars we didn't have. So, right. And last thing, we're going to put this up on the website. We don't need to talk about it. Um, this, this, uh, website, uh, clearpath.org, Zach, super cool. It kind of does a one, you know, uh, uh, one, um, a breakdown of carbon capture and the different forms of carbon capture. So okay. super cool. We've already talked yeah. about it. Um, we don't need to hit on that anymore. Okay. Um, but we'll put that up on the website. Let's get into just other state news here. This is brought to you by uh, ERA Carroll Realty. Jess Hattervig here in Sheridan. Um, he also does Buffalo. I was talking to him today. He, he does go into the Buffalo area. So if you're looking to buy a home or sell a home in Buffalo, uh, Jess Hattervig with uh, ERA Carroll Realty. Uh, he'll take care of you. Yeah. Got to need a good realtor if you're trying to move up here or sell up here. Yeah. Um, We've kind of already talked about this. The governor is loosening up. Last week, he said that we have a very reasonable rate, which is like, yep, yes, yes. Um, so all I'm going to tell him is good job, Governor Gordon. Give no ground. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, let's open up and uh, just, just get people back to work. Yep. Yep, for sure. I guess I'll add Weston County. They're still... They're probably ahead of the state, but they they continue to pretty much just open up is what they're doing. So yeah, awesome. Did you look at this at all? I can talk about this Campbell County. Yeah. Do you want to take that one? Yeah. So representatives in Campbell County, uh, four of them, um, and I believe they're House representatives. Um, they signed a um, a quote unquote conservative contract agreeing that they're going to uphold conservative values. Um, obviously, it's Second Amendment, uh, pro-life, and uh, some other stuff. But um, the one I, I, I think is funny is kind of like an anti-vaccine, right? Like if, if the federal government said, like, everyone has to get the COVID vaccine, these guys are like, no, nope, we are not making, we're making a promise that we will not do that. Yeah. Um, so kind of i it, it it's uh kind of silly i think right because it's like you guys are conservatives anyways but um the, yeah. those four representatives are trying to push 
other conservatives in the state to sign it. Mm-hmm. So it'll be kind of interesting to see is that kind of a way for the the far right to say, oh, he's not he or she's not a real conservative because they're not signing this contract. Um, yeah. My question is, is this a response to the kind of Joanne True uh, sort of censorship that we talked about the last couple of weeks? Um, is this, uh, you know, here's the line, we're not going to cross it, you sign this, you're, you know, you're one of us. Um, I mean, I think Could by be. saying, yeah, I, I, by saying and identifying as a conservative, I think there's no reason for this other than creating this sort of good old boys club um and like you said looking down your nose at at people i think i don't know if you are a conservative (laughs) you like your and a conservative in wyoming you like your guns you detest abortion and what was the what was the other one uh oh and the vaccine i mean yeah you're not going to force anybody to to do something they don't want to do um yeah so or you're gonna be hesitant to go along with the federal government telling you what to do so yeah yeah, i don't all right (laughs) yeah like you said it 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 it, and i said you know it, it could be this could be a response to the joanne true situation and you know republicans and this has kind of been the 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 problem with the uh, I'll say the quote unquote Republican Party is because they pull this kind of stuff where it's like well it makes you look like a good old boys club it makes you you know like like you just said if you are conservative that's what you believe in you know like you don't need to sign a contract stating that um, now yeah there have been people on the Republican ticket that don't vote that way and it's like I understand that. Um, so maybe that should be on the Republican party on how they control that in the state, which that sounds weird to me to say, but it's kind of like, or just people need to be aware of how they're voting, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think just be, yeah, be aware of your representatives and how they're voting. If you don't like that, they're uh, voting, you know, in a way that doesn't fit your, your political ideology, then you have the power to remove them. So there you go. Hey, and guess what? They're not going to vote exactly how you would vote because they're not like you. Exactly. (laughs) I think I feel like that needs to be said probably more. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, This is wild. This next one, Zach. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) freaking Jackson, man. Teton County. (sighs) So their city or their uh, their county commissioners pretty much admitted that when they have meetings, they are texting each other about what is happening. And here's a quote from Mark Barron in response to, and and this isn't just him saying like, oh, we do this all the time, like outside the meetings. It's like, you guys are doing it during the meetings. And he said, there's always been some sort of dialogue behind the scenes. I don't think any of that has any effect on the public process. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless you're putting those texts up for uh, the people to see. Exactly. Yeah. 
I he, just it's just so brazen. Like, yeah, 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 we do that during our meetings. No, right. you can't do that during your meetings because you are a public servant. Like, right now, if you guys are outside the meeting, you're having a drink and you're meeting with somebody. Sure, fine. Not when you're working for the county. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, everybody else, everybody's allowed to attend the meetings. Yep. So that they can hear what's going on, what decisions are being made. Yeah. If you're texting under the under the counter, now let's not let's vote no. We're we're all voting no, right? Or whatever. You're not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It'd be like you and me texting in between our podcasts here about something. It's like that's not yeah. that's not transparent. Yeah. <laughs> Which here's the thing, probably no one in Teton County listens to this or would care. Um, yeah. But that's freaking sad. Like what? He's so brazen. You know, we've been doing this. Whatever. It's like God. This is why no one likes you guys. This, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, Jackson. You're a great place. Teton County is a great place, but. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, crazy, crazy grizzly bears, Zach. Talk about these. Oh man, you know I want to say first. Uh, I don't know if anybody's seen uh, Ralphie May um, and his uh, Cuban coffee bit <laughs> there, um, but I feel like we were we were maybe drinking our Cuban coffee and we could see into the future um, because we talked about this last week. <laughs> uh, you know, grizzly bears and whether or not they're going to still be on the endangered species list and how to manage them and control them. Well, look at this. Uh, we have two grizzly bear attacks, um, two separate incidents uh, where grizzly attacked a, a bow hunter um, in northwest Wyoming. Um, it, it, it's, you know, that's the exact area we're looking at. That's Yellowstone, Cody, Dubois area. Um, that's grizzly bear country. Um, let's see. Uh, so this happened on Saturday, a grizzly charged an archery hunter. Um, the bear was killed in the incident. Uh, the hunter was uninjured. So that's good. He wasn't, wasn't hurt. Um, but, uh, he was hunting for elk, um, was attacked in the area. So, um, it doesn't say more whether or not, you know, what exactly happened, but it's like we said, there's, we need to protect our hunters too. Um, in addition to that, this happened about the same time. Um, uh, excuse me here. There is a new animal attack response team, uh, specifically for human and grizzly contact, uh, conflicts. Um, so they're trying to get this up and going. It looks like, um, Teton County. Yeah. Teton. Yep. So, Again, if you didn't think that this was possible or you thought we were maybe uh, out of our minds last week, it's happening and it's here. So we need to be, uh, there's, we need to have this discussion. What's, what happens now? What happens next? Um, yeah. And actually we just kind of made fun of Teton County, but the sheriff department, they've, they've set up that rescue team, 15 volunteers. They're, they're going through physical firearm and animal training for more of these instances. So um, hats off to the sheriff there. His last name is Carr, uh, yeah. Matt Carr. Um, yeah, I mean, that was a great analogy of uh, Ralphie May. I love Ralphie May. Um, well, it, 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 
the exact area we said right outside Yellowstone um the, you know that Cody area um you know I I hate to say it but it's like if we don't as a state you know I think the governor's onto something here because he's already proposed like we need to start doing something um you know uh wild wildlife you know people that don't understand you know grizzly bears can move quite a ways and right now here in Sheridan we're okay because we're on the we're on the east side of the mountains of the bighorns and if we don't want, you know Cody's is right over the mountain like grizzlies can move and I and you know and then um and if they're if they're starting to get you know used to you know not necessarily like hunting elk or moose but they're understanding like there's a correlation between the you know they're they're you know elk and moose can move also and so um yeah this it'll be interesting to see i'm glad teton county um you know they're taking the initiative a little bit getting a getting a task force ready right to yeah it, it, it's pretty much kind of like a rescue team right if they're if they know there's attack or something that they can yep you know, uh, have no, uh, have no loss of human life. Um, right. And, and really, honestly, you and Isaac, I, you know, we would like to, to not have any grizzly bears kill either. I mean, if we can avoid it. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, yep. Cuban coffee. Yep. We were yeah. seeing the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and so now we've got some exciting news. Um, Wyoming Cowboy football is back. Um, I think I just saw today too, they're going to allow 7,000 fans to watch the game. So that's cool. I was expecting no fans whatsoever. Um, they are, uh, they're going to play eight games. Opening day is set for October 24th, um, which is, seems like a long way out. I don't know if they've been practicing and training at all since they announced they weren't going to have a season, but or to the level that they should be to get ready for game day. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and it sounds like they'll still be able to get ready or be a contender in the championship game for Mountain West football. So um, yeah, this is, uh, this is awesome. This is fun. I'm yeah. super happy. Yeah. yeah, me too. And um, I will say to shame the Mountain West, way to pick the coldest freaking time of year to play in the Mountain West. Um, but you know, uh, I'm glad they're playing, you know, it, it, it'll be better for the kids. Um, you know, like Sheridan, you've got a local, you've got a couple local kids on the team yep. and actually we should reach out to Dante. This might be his last year. So, you know, yeah. that's, that's very good for him, right? He's, he's been yep. there five years. I mean, it's give him a season. That's awesome. Um, yep. and you've got some other Wyoming kids on the team, but, um, 7,000 fans. I feel like UW doesn't have that many. <laughs> that, I mean, unless it's a big game, but I'm just thinking, you know, like, especially in the cold months. <laughs> they probably right. don't That's probably why they slated it for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's still pretty good showing. And I wonder, I wonder what they're basing that off of probably capacity of the stadium. So War Memorial yeah. is a big, big stadium. So that's kind of nice. So. Yep. Yeah. That's uh that's cool. I, um, sent out a tweet uh quoting this to the msu football team said all right it's your turn <laughs> so, yeah come on big sky, sky. Going. Yeah. yeah and i will know this because i do know a little bit that they haven't i would say teams probably haven't been practicing like they normally would be but i know they can do um 
I think they can do like walkthroughs and stuff and like they're working out. So it's like, they're like you said, that's kind of a long time to get ready. Uh, you know, um, they do got to prep for who they're playing. So I understand that we're, you know, in getting them yep. in shape and hitting a little bit more, but, um, no, that's good. Yeah. The mountain West should play or sorry, yeah. the big West, big, or big, big sky. Big sky. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, uh, this is good. Yeah. Um, well, last thing to end it out, Zach, uh, the website, we've got orders up if you want a hat or a t-shirt, um, for our listeners out there, get some merch, rep our rep go BYO. Um, if you live in Sheridan, yeah, there it is. I like that green, man. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. This is a bad podcast. We're talking about like what we're wearing and stuff, but um, <laughs> if you live in Sheridan, I'll come deliver it to you or you can come pick it up in my house. You know, this, um, I think that's as Wyoming as you can get right there. So, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, get your, get your merchandise. Um, thanks for supporting the show and Zach, we will catch you next week. All right. You got anything else it. you want to end with? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, uh, just it's been fun. We're at nine episodes, and it's been about right about a month of the podcast. So yeah, uh, still going steady. Share us out. Recommend us. Buy some merch. Um, yep. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, I'll put this on here, Zach. You know, maybe we'll uh, put this up and say, you know, comment if you want this idea. Uh, we've talked about doing a series on like Johnson County Cattle War. I think that'd be really cool. Um, maybe any, any other historic things, um, you know, yeah. like women's suffrage, I think would be kind of cool if we could, you know, track down how to do that. Um, but then some, some folks were telling me, you know, it would be kind of, you know, we could do some like true crime, you know, like some Wyoming, um, I don't want to say serial killers cause it's not like we have any serial killers, but, um, you know, a former cop was telling me Sheridan County had a weird murder case where the guy was maybe a cannibal and he just died and so i'm like oh well that'd be kind of i mean if people are interested i mean we'll do it yeah. i mean uh so anyways we'll put that out there if people will comment what you want us to talk about or do and we're open to whatever cool <laughs> yeah oh we should add we are now on apple uh podcasts um we're on spotify and we're on google too right yep so we're on the we're on those three big ones so we're we're accessible you can find us. If you can't find us, that's on you. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. But yeah, we're on all we're on all the big ones now. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Zach, we'll talk to you another time, and Alrighty. we'll go from there.